0: Simon, would you like to welcome people back?
1: Folks, you better
0: welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William the Pond Blue, with my co-host Simon the Pawn McCormack! Nets Nation! I'm Miss
1: Checkers! <laughs>
0: We are back, as we are each and every unrelenting week, to talk all things Nets, Nation, Simon. Not a week goes by when we don't get ourselves some good old-fashioned Kyrie Irving news. <laughs>
1: <laughs> never a good, never a good headline either. Never like. You know, he's playing the best basketball of his career. He's healthier than he's ever been. He's passing the ball, etc. Always something bad.
0: Yeah. So in our last episode, we put forth some questions that we had going into the season about our beloved Nets. And my very first question, the one that we dealt, dwelt on the longest... Was Kyrie Irving? Mm-hmm. He's back. He's making <laughs> headlines. Let's let's just delve right into it. Unless you'd like to ask me some personal questions about how I've been, I could also ask you some personal questions.
1: Um. Yeah. It depends whether you want to um, hit people with the patter or hit them with that juicy matter.
0: <laughs> it's patter versus matter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's just give them the matter, I guess. (laughs) Okay, you prefer the former or the latter. Okay, sorry, we have a lot to get to this week, and uh, you know, obviously, we got a lot of emails about um, about Nira Tandon after last week's episode. (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, the, not a lot. Uh, not a lot of Nets Nation circling the wagons to defend near near a Tannen actually, which was comforting.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. We got the same eerie silence we usually get.
0: <laughs> All right, let's talk Kyrie. Kyrie Irving and the our Brooklyn Nets were fined twenty five thousand dollars each for Kyrie. Not speaking to the media. So we talked about this last week. It's old news. Kyrie Irving, in lieu of giving the um, contractually bound uh, press conference, decided to issue a press release, which is near and dear to Simon's heart, but um, apparently not <laughs> not to the NBA's heart. Uh Kyrie gets hit with a fine, then responds with a Malcolm X quote, then some other words of his own about you know ultimate truths and wisdom and understanding and misunderstanding and other things, and then the thing that got a lot of a, pe- a lot of people's attention. He concludes. His dismissal of the of the fine with the following two sentences. I do not talk to pawns. My attention is worth more. Mm-hmm. Simon, I, I, I don't I, we're not uh, we're not figures of much status in the media. But I guess you could you could say having a podcast makes us media members.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, that's what I tell my parents.
0: <laughs> um, would how do you, how does it feel to be called upon?
1: <laughs> I think we should be so flattered to to be w- one of those uh, being mentioned by Kyrie. Um, well, uh, I I just think that it's. We, we've started to really – in a very short period of time, I think we, 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 we've noticed that th- these sorts of incidents follow a very clear pattern. Um, so first he says something outrageous. Then the media reacts, and some, sometimes within that there are like good faith and bad faith reactions, but, but there is always a reaction, and it's always at least an eyebrow-raising quote. Then Kyrie gets upset and claims that his thing – that his quotes have been misconstrued. Um, and then – and sometimes as in, in the case of this particular example, the, the, the response to the response generates even more controversy and it just sort of fuels this endless cycle. Um, and uh, then that guy from The Athletic who used to cover the calves writes a story that's like basically goes – I used to cover Kyrie, he was nuts then, he's nuts now. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy is God bless him, I think he's a good writer, but he has milked that thing. Like it's like now it's like in two thousand nine I remember like you know, like, okay, buddy like <laughs> You're really going back to that well, aren't
0: you? I was really hoping for a little more substance in that article. But, yes, you summed it up well in a single line. Was nuts, is nuts. Uh, we actually got a mailbag regarding this from Luis Torres, Simon. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll just read it. Yes, please. All right. So, first of all, thanks for hitting us up in the mailbag, uh, Luis Good to hear from you and all our listeners. Uh, it's a maybe next time guarantee. You 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 send a message to us, you'll get on the podcast. Uh, Luis Torres says, his response, meaning Kyrie's response to so the fine, is embarrassing. Either he is not built for this kind of life or he has real mental issues. He needs a therapist. Quote, I don't talk to pawns. Is the media his enemy? Now imagine if we bring in the super spreader himself Harden into this. <laughs> A good description of him. Harden has been um, flagrantly reckless in his public behavior recently, appearing in numerous videos online in very public places, uh, unmasked, which... uh is where I'm guessing Luis is getting this, this nickname for him, Super <laughs> Spreader. Um, Luis goes on to say, also, where is KD to tell these guys to act like professionals? That's right. He is on his burner accounts, hyping himself up. I can't see this team win the finals with this kind of immature antics. I feel like Barkley Center is about to be the mar lago of the NBA. <laughs> Simon! <laughs> Harsh words from Luis Torres. Is Barclay Center descending into Mar a Lago (laughs) um, disrepute? William,
1: William, amazing mispronunciation of that term, indicating just how little TV news you consume.
0: (laughs) Mar a Lago? Uh, Mar a Lago, yeah. What was I saying?
1: Mar a Lago.
0: Um I says them like I sees them, Simon. <laughs> right.
1: You you may have read an article or two about Mar-a-Lago, but I'll be damned if you haven't listened to Chris Cuomo talk about it.
0: <laughs> right. I haven't got what the I mean. Maddow breakdown, on <laughs> Mar-a-Lago.
1: Yeah. Uh thank you, Luis. Honestly, one of my favorite emails we've ever received. Um And uh yes, I mean truly, if we had if we add Harden to this mix, William, say whatever you Whatever else is true about that, we will be the all-villain team. Mm. We will be three. We will have three of arguably the most despised stars uh, in in the NBA.
0: Yeah, I don't know who else we could possibly get. Maybe uh, we could add. Hassan Whiteside, I think, brings some <laughs> some drama. But yeah, he's, I a, he's a good role player
1: for the for the all villain team.
0: Right. I don't know who else. Yeah, who else is a heel in the league, really, like these yeah. guys. Yeah. Um
1: it would be remarkable. I mean, yeah, it's it's it is uh it is a little worrisome. You know what I think is also interesting is like this is why you're one of the big reasons you're paying Steve Nash the, the big bucks. Is like he is so good with the media, um, that he's able to at least temporarily diffuse some of this stuff. Um, but you know, it's it's uh, it's a distraction to say the least.
0: Yeah, but you know, we you get you play twenty games for this team, you could you you've earned <laughs> the right to be a constant negative headline. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, oh, also, I just wanted to mention that yes, Scoop B tweeted something last night, where uh, Kyrie, unsurprisingly, or well, sorry, a source close to Kyrie, who may or may not be Kyrie, <laughs>
0: um, but is clearly Kyrie.
1: Yeah, I gotta say, seems seems a lot like Kyrie. Says uh, that he wasn't. Refer- he says Kyrie's pawn comment was not directed at media. His relationship or lack of one dates back to his time with the Cavs. Per source, the word pawn is directed toward anybody who he believes is only going to use his words to broadcast untrue or hateful shit. Now that would be believable were it not a were his statement about pawns not a direct reaction to him not talking to the media. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that is one of the things that as you as you mentioned always makes these stories burn for even longer, right? Like mm-hmm. like we have no attention span. If if something blows up in 48 hours, it will be completely forgotten. But there are rare public figures that can just <laughs> let these scandals just keep snowballing with like (laughs) doubling down and then retracting and then accusing someone. And then, you know, coming out with another, you know, completely preposterous thing. Like he wasn't talking to the media or maybe he was talking to the media. and So it just draws, drags on and on and on (laughs) and on. And at a certain point, you know, it's very clear, I think to everyone that, um, Kyrie Irving has made, quite miserable by this media scrutiny and attention and how all of these things inevitably blow up. Um, And... Uh, you know, as a fan of this team that he is now on, I have to say I'm pretty tired of that. Be- <laughs> like, I wish this podcast we were, like, delving deep into how Torian Prince and uh, <laughs> and Landry Shamit were looking in preseason, you know? Right, like, or, how many right. minutes are they going to get? What's the rotation going to be? But instead, week after unrelenting week, it's just... Oh, hey! Now that like these players are being forced to have any contact at all with the with media, um, Kyrie Irving becomes the only story, and that story is always one that, uh, charitably, could be described as a misunderstood situation. But uh, very much, it uh, increasingly seems like people understand what he's saying. Um, he's just claiming that they're not. Yes, yes. so let's just hope uh, that he gets traded straight up for James Harden, right?
1: Yep, that is fine a, f- a fine hope.
0: Do you think there is a greater than zero chance that that trade ever happens?
1: I think it's greater than zero, but I think it's
0: I think it's very low. okay I, I, I do. All right well, Let's move on. Okay. I mean, okay. we know that inevitably next week the lead that we talk about will be something mm-hmm. that he's said, right? <laughs> like he will have personally fired 7 of the 10 assistant coaches or something, right. some, you know, some new wrinkle in the ever evolving Kyrie experience. Um but I want to yeah. I want to move on to ESPN's top 100. Okay. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, big news. Nets have <laughs> six players in the top 100. Our highest ranked is KD coming in at number six, mm-hmm. followed by Kyrie Irving at number 25, down from number 11 last year, Simon.
1: Yeah, he took a hit.
0: That's a big drop. Uh, the, a little concerning, right? That people yes. are losing that much faith in him. Uh, then we have Karis Levert coming in at forty-six, Spencer Dinwiddie at forty-nine. Both of those guys made big jumps up. Jared Allen is at ninety-four, uh, and Joe Harris is number one hundred. One person you won't see in this, Simon, is DeAndre Jordan, who is our starting center. <laughs> uh, didn't did you? Okay, go ahead. Didn't quite crack it. No. No, what were you going to say?
1: I was going to say, did you see that for tomorrow's preseason game? They've already released the the starters, and DeAndre is the starter at center.
0: Yeah, why don't we why don't we mention that for a minute? Yes, DeAndre continues to start over over Jared Allen, um, mm-hmm. just as he did once Kenny Atkinson was fired by Kyrie Irving, and possibly Kevin Durant. Uh, A.K.A. friends of DeAndre Jordan and people who apparently also dictate the starting lineup, uh, which is which is nice. Um, I have am trying to uh, start a hashtag, a viral hashtag, Simon. It's called hashtag free the fro.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, great, so there was great. the
0: free jaw movement when right. Jalil Okafor, Okafor was benched in Philadelphia. I want to do the free the fro movement to help Jared Allen get onto a team that uh, he won't have to be benched because he's not good enough friends with our two stars. <laughs> yeah. Um, other fun thing about that starting lineup, Simon, our 46th best player in the NBA, Karis Levert, will not be in the starting lineup because he's dinged up with an injury. <laughs> he's out. <laughs> Karis Levert, in very much Karis Levert fashion, already dinged up before the season <laughs> P- But Patella contusion, is that right? Yeah, we got a contusion on our hands. Ouch! <laughs> So, I wanted to bring up the <clears throat> ESPN Top 100 uh, as a way to talk about where our big two ranks us in the, in the uh, East. Okay. So, we've got the sixth... And the 25th best player, according to ESPN, obviously these are not, you know, numbers handed down from on high. They are subjective. They, uh, a lot of them are contingent, like the Kyrie Irving one especially, is factoring in assumed injury. Mm -hmm. Um, And the KD is, the reason why he's ranked so low, even though he's by far our highest ranked player, um, is because no one knows if he's good anymore or not because right. he's coming off an injury so keeping all that in mind let's look at where we rank up against um six other teams with at least two guys in the top 50 in the east okay okay so our total you could say is, is 31 with six and 25 uh coming in ahead of that are two teams and that is Miami with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo at twelve and thirteen, respectively, so twenty-five. And then the Sixers with Joel Embiid at fourteen and Ben Simmons at sixteen. Do you think, thinking of it from a big two perspective, <clears throat> that of uh, the Miami, us, and the Sixers, who do, who who's your favorite? Uh, duo but who do you think the best duo is not your favorite
1: uh, Bam and Jimmy um, I, I think that they I mean folks long time listeners will know I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan um, but I, I also just think from a from a non Jimmy Butler Homer um, perspective you, you could say that that duo clearly works um, it, it worked to great effect it was you know those two players were probably the leading reasons with Goran Dragic, you could make a case was maybe more important than one or the other of of those two. Um, like maybe more important than Bam. But those two were, were really, really important ingredients to the, to the heats run. Um, and even if you want to say, Oh, it was the bubble. It was a weird thing. Um, you know, that team was obviously much improved from, from the, the year prior. So like those two players can, play together really well, and um, we haven't seen that from the Sixers except when Jamie Butler was on the 76ers, which is a pretty big asterisk. Like, you can be good if you have another top 15 player on your team. Like, that's a, okay, but they don't have that now, and that's, like, long gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my reasoning.
0: Yeah, I would say of those three that... Abstractly like floors, ceilings, I think if you have the ideal version of each of those top twos, the Nets probably have the hypothetically the best one. Like mm. K D could be the best of all of those guys mentioned and Kyrie just talent wise is yeah. extraordinarily good at basketball. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, when you begin to factor in everything else, I think I think Um, Probably in terms of just like realistic floor, Butler and Bam are way higher than these other ones. Like uh, I think Embiid and Simmons both have the potential to be better than both Butler and Bam as well, like individually. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, you know that at the very worst, Butler and Bam are going to get you a team that is going to compete uh, at, at a championship level all year. Whereas you have no you can't really have any faith in that in Embiid um and the question marks hanging around Kyrie and Durant are too big. Yeah. Um all right the other four teams in the East with big twos that are in the top fifty. Uh the Bucks have Giannis at three and Drew Holiday at thirty three. Uh, the Celtics have Tatum at 11 and Brown at 32. The Wizards have Beal at 22 and Westbrook at 36, which I think is kind of low for Westbrook, considering he was an all-NBA player last right. year. that's
1: very low. So yeah. that
0: is, I think, you know, maybe... Uh factoring in the uh his bubble performance and his contract not being good but like the fact of the matter is when he's at playing at his best he's still one of the best guys in the league and then the raptors have siakam at 24 and lowry at 30 so of those four which do you think are the best the next best uh duo in the east
1: oh good good cue well I I think it's Giannis and and uh, Drew Holiday. Even if you um, make the case that Drew got overrated um, this this off season, which I think is fair to say, like the number three player, and that's like down. From, I mean, he's the reigning MVP, so that that's that's already kind of like a ding to him. Um, I just think you know that's that's a great duo just by virtue of having a good one o.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having that probably of all the people we named, unless Durant comes back and is just spectacular, probably the best guy of anyone we've mentioned. Yeah. Alright, so in a related note in yet more ESPN rankings, Kevin Pelton came out Oof. with his win projections. <laughs> yeah. And old Pelton, a guy you know and love. Yeah, but he he hurt he is he has basically
1: been a doom and gloomer on the Nets. Like, he has been a, um, in in his, you know, kind robot way, I would describe Kevin Pelton's delivery as, like, a very nice-sounding machine.
0: Yeah. Um, well, he's got, the old machine has the Nets <laughs> coming in sixth in the East. Uh, thinks we need to get... Some wing defenders, Simon. So, in the east, we are behind the Bucks, the Raptors, the Heat, the Sixers, and the Celtics. We're ahead of the Pacers, Hawks, Wizards, Magic Hornets, and the other absolute garbage at the very bottom. Um, Kevin Pelton writes, uh, Even without assuming good health, Brooklyn tops the league in projected offensive rating. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But projects just 26th in defensive rating. It doesn't take a genius to see this, uh, as evidenced (laughs) by the fact that you and I have long talked about this. Um, The Nets are going to have a really good, I mean, again, uh, health and Durant being anything like he used to be, assuming those things. Uh, they'll be really good offensively and absolutely dreadful defensively. So, what do you think? Is he is he is he really being too harsh? Which of those teams, the five teams ahead of us, are you confident we're going to be better than?
1: So, I've got to be honest. I'm not. I, I would not say I'm confident. Like I wouldn't bet the farm that we'll be better than that. And we could be worse than that, as as you mentioned in the in the email. Like you know the. The Pacers come back the same. Um, the 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 Wizards have added a better player than John Wall, etc. Go down the list. The Hawks are better, etc. etc. So, um, but my pick, my number one pick to fall out of that is the Celtics, um,
0: who Ooh. who
1: lost who lost Hayward and have I? I'm getting some serious. Kyrie injury vibes from uh Kimba Walker like the like definitely until January and who knows after that kind of timeline is you know i i i've seen those kind of injury updates before
0: oh yeah uh, that's got that's got nets medical staff vibes all yes, over yes. it
1: totally totally he didn't look great in the playoffs for the same nagging knee problem so i just think like um you know, Tatum is. You know, Tatum definitely. You know, I, I don't follow the NBA much, but I know enough to have heard that Tatum was much better, much improved last year. But beyond that, uh, if if um, if Kimba's not playing, you, you you're going to struggle to get offense. I think.
0: I think the Raptors have a real regression potential. Okay. Okay. They lost Serge. They lost yep. uh, Marcus. All. So both of their centers, uh, that's a pretty big loss.
1: Yeah. Would
0: you see the machines? Um,
1: he, his little machino seems to his algorithm seems to think that that won't be a big deal, but I agree with you. I, I mean, I, as from a non analytics standpoint, that seems like a big deal.
0: Yeah. seems like a big deal to me. Who knows? Um, but I, of those teams, that's the team that I think probably has the biggest potential of, of not remaining elite in the East. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Simon. Hello. I've got a couple more segments for you that I think you're going to be excited about. Great. One is a brand new segment that we've never done before.
1: Okay,
0: okay. It's called There's a New Infor in Town.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I already know what this is, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait.
0: (laughs) So, as any net will know, the red and white insignia (laughs) of the data analytics company Infor was emblazoned on nets jerseys and, you know, Peeped its head out around the stadium here and there uh, for years now. I think for the cheapest uh, jersey deal in the NBA at the time. And the Nets have gone and (laughs) and upgraded that to a new tech titan, Simon. (laughs) Motorola is now sponsoring the Nets and will appear on the jerseys. My first reaction was... Motorola still around?
1: Yes, that was many many people it's like it's like the AOL patch.
0: <laughs> right, dial up. <laughs> so, you know, okay, I'm not I like I don't have I'm not steeped in uh in hardware, you know? I, like I don't I don't I don't particularly fetishized gadgets i'm not an early adopter of of new tech so maybe mm-hmm. motorola's out there doing some amazing things did you see in particular what they want to promote with this thing no their new flip phone <laughs> no yes they motorola's revamped Razer 5g flip phone
1: It says flip phone in its description. It says
0: flip phone. Motorola has a revamped Razer 5G flip phone. And that is why they bought this thing, the the logo patch. Uh, And that is the product that they are going to be pushing.
1: That is humiliating.
0: It's humiliating. (laughs) also humiliating to the CEO who claimed... That um, he had, you know, like they were going to get the most lucrative jersey patch deal in the NBA. And that it was like the super high priority. You know, you just when you hear when you hear about his ambitions, you think like at the very least, it's going to be a corporation you've heard of since 1998 or so. Right before
1: Daniel Plukinota's cell phone amongst a group of like 30 friends
0: with king <laughs> right right um but no we got Motorola and they're going to be promoting a flip phone so <laughs> i don't uh, the terms of the contract were not released
1: yeah right you, you, uh, you, those you, are those are state secrets i'm sure <laughs>
0: yeah um I think Sean Marks will do well to uh, keep that number under wraps (laughs) because it's, it's sure to be humiliating.
1: William, don't you feel like this is like the more things change, the more they stay the same, like Katie and Kyrie, the nets are finally stepping into the, Oh, we're still the nets. Here we go. Hey, anyone heard of a flip phone? (laughs) Phone is so (laughs) Nets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Turns out the team named after a piece of uh, basketball equipment isn't attracting the biggest. (laughs) Right. We're not getting your Googles, your Teslas, your your Beyond. You couldn't even get Beyond Beef. Right. I know. No kidding. I. Yeah.
1: No, that's that's a dog.
0: (laughs) That's a true dog. Anyway, hopefully there are many many more there's a new in for in town segments.
1: <laughs> Great segment.
0: <laughs> um, next segment Simon Assistant Coach's Corner. Oh, no. Are you serious? uh, I spared you the three or four new development guys that they're bringing in because I don't think that they officially have the status of assistant coach. Okay, okay. But we would be remiss. Not to mention that the Long Island Nets have named Brett Brielmeyer, their new head coach, who, as of course you and I are aware, has been an assistant coach with the Nets since 2016. What? <laughs> That's what the article said. <laughs> I must have missed that. Brett Brielmeyer. Wow. Yeah. Fun one.
1: Um, that's, that's truly, I mean, Cy, Cy, is willing to spend if Brett Brielmeier is getting brought on here.
0: <laughs> truly. Like
1: you can't get one of your other dozen assistant coaches to coach the G League. What, what is Jordan Ott doing that he can't, <laughs> he can't coach the, in the, this super weird, very, very sad bubble thing that the G League is doing.
0: Oh, I hadn't even heard about the G League bubble. I,
1: I don't I don't really know what's going on, but it's some kind of – like some teams are combining their squads, and it's – a lot of teams are opting out of it mm. perfectly reasonably. Um, like I say, something that didn't exist like a, a handful of years ago probably can take a hiatus in the midst of a enormous pandemic, but, you know – for those diehards, eight fans that they got in the uh, in the 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 good old days, they'll be they'll be heartened to know that they they can still maybe watch on like FS three or something.
0: Right, right. Uh, did you see Torian Prince's comments? Yeah. <laughs> yes, William, you're on top
1: of all the Nets news. Yes, I love that. And yeah. what,
0: what do you say? What do you say?
1: He said – I I wish I had it pulled up, but it was something like uh, when when asked about how he was going to deal with like not having fans in the cavernous arena, he said anyone who's played in the G League should be fine.
0: (laughs) Right. Hey, see, and again, these are the sorts of stories that we would love <laughs> to focus on. I don't want to sit here trashing a guy who every single, uh, you know, like mainstream national podcast is already shitting on like everyone knows you you don't have to look far in the basketball media ecosystem to find people trashing Kyrie Irving so it sucks that you know like we're a Nets podcast that we're obligated to at least mention these things but it would be so much better like I haven't heard a peep about how Landry Shamit is fitting into this team And that would be fun. Right. That would be like every preseason before this has been all about like these new bit players who probably won't ever be anything. But like right now is the time we can imagine they're going to be extraordinary nets for life. Like there's jerseys one day going to hang in the rafters. Mm. All the players love playing with them. They're fitting in really well. Nothing about Landry Shaman.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it it right. You and I, we, we didn't get into the podcast game to be a to be a podcast version of first take here.
0: Folks. No, no, right. right. We get it. Kyrie's a kook. It's uh, it's unfortunate that his kookiness is literally destroying the thing we love. But <laughs> we we're really here to talk about you know the Randy Foy comeback season. <laughs> Things like that. That's what we. That's what we uh, like. And when, when he was
1: a starter, sorry. Yeah,
0: no. And he was a starter. He was great. <laughs> Jarrett Jack, amazing game winners by Jarrett Jack. Very fun time in Nets fandom. Mm-hmm. Um. So, just to to stick with the uh, the non superstars for a minute, the one person not in the starting five or six. That I've seen increasing amounts of buzz about is Reggie Perry.
1: Yes, me too. So really hitting all the Nets news here. You're 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 picking up on all of the.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've just I've seen the headlines about it. I have. (laughs) I'll be honest. I haven't brought myself to actually reading one of the Reggie Perry articles. (laughs) Uh, so if you have, Simon, could you inform me and our listeners what what is so special about young Reggie Perry?
1: Well, the only, I, I, too, have not fully delved into the, to the Reggie Perry mania. Uh-huh. Um, he falls somewhere uh, outside of the uh, outside of the material of like, don't want to talk about Kyrie, would like to talk about the shamits and. And uh, Bruce Brown's of the roster. Right. And then there's like, okay, this guy <laughs> might not be on the roster. Right. Like, Exhibit be. 10. Right. Um, but I did see that DeAndre said he le- – first of all, DeAndre had to be reminded who he was. <laughs> so people were like – so somebody asked him like, oh, what do you think of Reggie Perry? And he's like, who? <laughs> and they were like, Reggie Perry, blah, 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 said some like more identifying things about him. He's like, oh, Rook. Right. Uh, Uh, And he said, oh, I like his work ethic.
0: Um. (laughs) See, that's the shit that Kyrie needs to study at DeAndre's feet, you know? It's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, Uh, you know, you got to (laughs) want to win. It's about who wants it more. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, but I mean that guy, Reggie Perry, if if we even get even a nip of, of, of the the COVID um stuff, uh could really see some serious playing time if it hits our quote unquote bigs, of which already uh what's his name is is down for several weeks. Yeah. Um Claxton, he's A true bummer.
0: Yeah. My favorite net, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that injury bug is already biting. Yeah.
0: It spares no net. <laughs> uh, but are you – Are you? do you have any means of watching the game tomorrow?
1: No, because yes is impossible to get unless you have like a regular cable subscription. You can't get it on Hulu Plus Live TV. You can't get it on any of the um, slings. Right. I I think they've just basically eliminated it from all um, platforms except like your hardcore cable.
0: And a couple of cord cutters such as us would never. No,
1: I mean I, I'm about to move, so I don't really want to get <laughs> an install of. <clears throat> Which would of you go? Would you go?
0: Building. Would you go with the uh, Dish Network? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a dish guy, or maybe Direct TV if I want to get can- fancy with my uh, anachronistic. Maybe we should get Direct TV to sponsor our. Uh...
0: Direct TV is so much more relevant than Motorola's <laughs> flip <foot> phones. <laughs> Direct TV is, is still a satellite. thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like people across the country subscribe to Direct TV.
1: <laughs> what about satellite internet? That that could be something.
0: Like other Sat- other than like a purely fashion based thing, like mm-hmm. having a flip phone, Ginkos. no nobody wants nobody wants a flip phone. Yes, right, absolutely. Could we get Jinko jeans as our next Right, Jenko oh. jeans, hot topic.
1: <laughs> Spencer's gifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Don't let your parents
0: watch you get catch you in
1: there, huh? Some some pseudo sex toys in there, I think. Right.
0: Uh, Pacific sun.
1: Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. Pack sun, baby. <laughs> I would I, w- I, w- I would have had to go to school naked in uh, sophomore year <laughs> if I couldn't wear my pack sun.
0: If you didn't have your Stussy gear. Yes, sophomore of high school,
1: folks, I'm sorry to say, just to give you a very clear idea of how old William and I are.
0: Yeah, old is the answer to that one. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I thought of a bonus theme that we could do since we have a little bit of time, but it's it's not very good. Okay. So listeners, uh, enjoy that. Whatever comes (laughs) after this is... Potentially even worse than what you heard before. So, um, pawns, I was, th- I started thinking pawns, right? Chess, you mentioned che- checkers early. Mm-hmm. So, which net is which chess piece?
1: Oh, very nice.
0: Yeah. So, I think we can, we can, um, we can probably agree that the most dynamic piece. The the best chess piece is the queen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which would be KD, right? But I think what I and and I'm sure Nets Nation and our listeners are curious: uh, who do you think's the rook? <laughs> and we'll go from there. <laughs> Who's the Nets' rook? They can move forward or sideways as many spaces as they want. They start in the corner. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I'm getting – that's helping me answer, answer it for myself. But. Okay.
1: Um, I'm, I'm going to say, for me, that's Karis Levert because I always, as a, as a very novice chess player, loved – um, the, the Rook. That was probably my favorite piece. Like, just um, from
0: uh from, like, an aesthetic point of view? Like, the... Well, I, I, I loved how it moved,
1: and I loved that it wasn't, like, it is quite a powerful piece, but it's not so, so devastating if you lose it, that you're, like, constantly paranoid about it, like the, the Queen... <laughs>
0: sure i was thinking of it as sort of like a, maybe a joe harris or a or a um, landry shamit right because you're in the corner you have a very like defined you can go front or sideways but that's it um so you know you, you can like shoot a three or 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 not basically um so those would be my my rooks what about um what about the bishop
1: um bishop good question um, I would say Jared Allen because Ooh. again, this is my per- Simon's personal chess feelings um, because I always found that I could never really, my visual spatial skills are so limited that I could never really fully utilize the bishop because it moves diagonally where you kind of have to think about that in a in a weird way. So to me, that's Jared Allen. can't start him. Kind of, you know, because he's a center, so you might not play him in in closing minutes all the time, but is an effective piece.
0: Okay. Uh, for me, Jared is sort of the uh, the king. Oh, okay. So he's really important, I think, or could be important if he hadn't been relegated to the bench by DeAndre Jordan's <laughs> friendship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As, uh, he would be extremely important to this team defensively, mm-hmm. right? But he's also something that sort of needs to be protected from the big bullies in the league, too. Yeah. Your Joel yeah. Embiid's or your Mark Gasol's are just going to beat that little guy up. Yes. Um, so he needs some protection, but he's also of critical, critical importance to the team.
1: Yes. Um, I would say that for me, the king is, is DeAndre because... He's, yes, sim- similarly, you have to, like, sort of design your whole game plan around him. But it's similar to the way the Nets have to put him in this, this starting lineup. But he's not actually good. Like, he, he can only move one
0: space. Um, okay, just to keep this tortured uh, segment alive. <laughs> uh, who's your horsey?
1: Oh, the... Um yeah, that's a good
0: question. For me, that could be Kyrie. Okay, because it's it's got a lot of versatility. It can move forward and backwards, and it moves in this really, you know, it too it has sort of two different modes that it can go in. It's not just on one track, right? Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Um. So it's a little bit more creative and out there. Um. But I found uh, being uh, similarly terrible at chess. Uh, to what it sounds like you were, um, I could never really use it effectively, and I would say it didn't really help me uh, win many chess games. But right. it, but it did do some interesting stuff on the on the on the board.
1: Right, I agree. I I think pretty much, pretty much every time that was the first like high high value piece that got captured. Mm-hmm. I just never had any. I just. Yes, I had no idea how to use that thing. Um, I'm not sure who who that is for me. Maybe, maybe that's Bruce Brown because I think that Bruce Brown could be very valuable on this team as the one good defensive perimeter player. But I also don't know how much playing time he's going to get. He's kind of a limited offensive player, it sounds like. Um, so, uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just—it's it, just really weird. Uh, Just—I know we've already talked about this, but it's—it—it's it, it's just dawning on me right now, and I, I think it's sort of ominous how mm-hmm. little we're hearing from these practices and scrimmages that they're having about anyone other than uh, basically KD. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, and so many of these players are new, are going to be playing in new roles. It would just be really interesting to hear something about any of them. Yes,
1: I, I, I agree. Um, and right. You know, who's been totally have heard like absolutely nothing is Joe Harris, which is kind of surprising Yeah, given that we just gave him a big, a big contract.
0: Yeah, no, it's a little disconcerting, but he'll be starting.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's got that going for him. Who's your? Let me ask you this, William, in the, the little bit of time we have. who, who What's your rotation? I, I don't know if you saw this, uh, but I had a back-and-forth with um, legendary, maybe next time guest, uh, Steve Lichtenstein. Yeah. About our, like, t- top ten Nets. Who, who's, who's in a ten-man rotation?
0: Okay, so we'll say the starting lineup's who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's KD, Kyrie, Levert, um, Joe Harris, and DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. So then you've got backup centers going to be obviously Jared Allen. Um, I'd say Torian and Landry Shamett Okay, are going to be my two three. Uh, I'd say that Dinwiddie is my one. Mm -hmm. And since we literally don't have a four on this team, I guess I'm pushing Tory into the backup four and inserting Bruce Brown into the the three, maybe. Yeah. Um, And then that leaves, I guess, TLC would fall out. Under mm-hmm. those circumstances, mm-hmm. who else are we f- would fall out? Claxton would Jeff, fall out. Jeff Green. Jeff Green is going to fall out. Yeah, Jeff Green is not my top ten.
1: Yeah, I, um, I. That's exactly what I said. You folks can go to my uh, Twitter, uh, and and if you don't believe me, but that's exactly what I said. Move Bruce Brown to the three. Torian is the four, and uh, and of course Jarrett um, and Spencer. Yeah. And and sham it at the two.
0: Well, it'll be exciting to see what actually happens in this first preseason game. Um, They'll be forced to talk about some of these other guys, I guess, if any of them do anything noteworthy. (laughs) Um, Though I could very much see it exclusively being about, uh, you know, analyzing how KD looks and Kyrie looks. Um, Though if the Clippers are any indication and we've sort of, you know, there's a, uh, let's say that Clippers and the Nets sort of aren't necessarily twins of each other, but they rhyme. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are comparing the two teams. And the Clippers in their, their first game yesterday did play um, Kawhi and, and Paul George and those guys, but they each got like 15 minutes. So yeah. if that isn't any indication of how the Nets will approach this, I would bet that our big our, our starters are going to play no more than 20 minutes each. So that should give a ample opportunity to a lot of these guys that we want to hear a little bit more about. About and see a little bit more, though, obviously, as we've just said, we won't be seeing anything. <laughs> Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I know. It's a network has got to get their shit together.
0: Yeah, it'd be really, really nice if you didn't have to have uh, uh, direct TV. Yeah, yeah. To do this. Um, OK, Simon, we got to get going here where can people rate review find explore uh, and reach out to us with feelings folks
1: you can rate and review us pretty much anywhere where you get your podcasts um please especially uh special attention to um apple podcasts would be much appreciated please give us five stars um it helps us feel better um instead of worse uh and uh give us your comments, your thoughts, your feedback. Uh, like Luis Torres with an excellent, excellent email. You too can send us an excellent email at maybe next time at gmail.com. Um, and follow us or reach out to us uh, at Maybe Next Time on Twitter and Instagram. Alright
0: folks, we'll go ahead and uh, see ya! Next time! I was tired of my late a worn-out recording of a favorite song.